Thank you so much, Scott. And guys, thank you again for joining us this morning uh, for this special time uh, as a church family online. If you haven't already, take a second and share this stream. Uh, uh, comment below and let us know that you're here. If we can pray for you or do anything for you at all, leave us a comment or send us a, a direct message here uh, because we as a church, we're going to keep on ministering uh, through these difficult days, man. But it's awesome to be with you guys this morning. If you've got your Bible, you can turn it to John chapter 14 and verse number one. John chapter 14 and verse number one. But you know, as we kind of look around at everything that's going on in our country and in the world right now, I mean, we've got schools that are canceled. We've got uh, sporting events that have been canceled, uh, concerts, cruises. Many of you have had to cancel your plans for spring break. So many things have been canceled. I mean, Walmart ran out of toilet paper, y'all. It's the end of of the world, right? Everything uh, is being canceled, right? Well, the church isn't canceled. <laughs> We're not canceled. We're the church and the church can never be canceled. So what I want to do uh, this morning for just a few moments is talk about what kind of perspective we have as believers during this time that God has brought us to. God has brought us to this unique moment in history, and, and he's given us so many opportunities if we respond correctly. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what next week is going to bring, but we know that God holds us and the future in his hands. And so that's how we're going to lead. We're going to lead day by day, right? We're going to make decisions today for tomorrow, this week for next week. We're going to pray for wisdom. We're going to pray for understanding. Uh, we're going to pray for God to uh, guide us, to lead us, to direct us, right? Um, but we're not going to, how are we not going to respond? We're not going to respond like the world, right? Uh, because the disciples of Jesus, which what we are, we're disciples of Christ. Uh, we're different from the world. So we've got a different filter, Right, we our filters through the Spirit of God and through the Word of God. Matter of fact, in Romans chapter twelve, verse two, it says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God." We are not like everyone else. We're not to live in fear. Um, right? So as believers, uh, we just don't have that fear. Y'all not going to believe this. A cat was just trying to jump on the table. We just don't have it. It's all right. <laughs> right? We as followers of Christ, we're not going to live in fear. We're not going to be uh, afraid. So this morning, I want to go through a message I've called, We Are. We Are. This is what we are as disciples of Jesus. In times like this, we need to be reminded. Number one, the first thing is, we are people of faith. We are people of faith. We're not people of fear. We're not people of worry. We are people of faith. In fact, one time Jesus was comforting his disciples in John chapter 14 in verse one. And he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then he went on to say down in verse 27, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So if there's someone listening to this right now, if you're watching this right now, maybe you're living in fear, you're living anxiety, you're living, uh, you're nervous, you're scared of what the economy is going to do, what's, what's going on, where the world is going. I want you to know that if because of Jesus, we do not live in fear. 
We don't have to be afraid. He gives us peace that's far beyond anything that could happen in this world. And the peace of God is a gift that he offers to all of us as believers in Christ Jesus. When the rest of the world is in fear, right? We as believers, we simply have to open up the free gift of peace that God has given us. He's given us peace of mind, peace of heart, right? A peace that this world cannot understand. It only comes from heaven. So I hope you understand this morning that God is not sitting in heaven, wringing his hands. He's not worried. He's not surprised about what's going on in the world today. God is not panicked. God is not taken back. He's not surprised. He's not afraid, right? You got to remember this. Remember this, that our God is always faithful. Our God is always faithful. He's always in control. Our God is good. Our good God has a plan for everything that's going on in the world and for our lives, right? Our good God will never leave us and our good God will never, ever forsake us. He's not going to leave you. So whatever you're going through, I want you to know that ultimately God's word says our God is going to work it for good. Whatever battle uh, you're facing, our God is facing that battle with you. If our God is for you, who can be against you? God's word promises you his presence. We're people of faith, man. That's who we are. Faith over fear. Paul said this in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Right? So we're not panicking. We've got the peace from heaven. We're not fearful. We live by faith. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. He said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So how do we respond when the world feels like it's falling apart, right? We don't, again, we don't respond like the world responds. We respond as disciples of Jesus. We live, move, and operate in the realm of faith. So we're people of faith. Number two, uh, as people of faith, we're givers, not takers. We're givers, not takers right? We're sacrificial. We're not selfish. Now, without Christ, now we're selfish. Now, you know this, that by nature, we're selfish people. You've never had to, any of you that's got little children, you've never had to take them and set them aside during your special homeschool time. You haven't had to set them aside and teach them how to be selfish. You've not been like, <laughs> Amanda South, there's a cat right here for you right now. But listen, you've never had to sit there and go, kids, you know, we're going to teach you right now how to be selfish, right? Uh, or anything. No, it just comes natural. One of the first words that most children learn how to say, not the first one, but one of the first one is the word mine. They know how to say mine. That's mine. Give it to me. That's mine. We're selfish by nature, but with our redeemed nature, when we have Christ Jesus in us, he makes us givers and not takers. The one who gave his life for us dwells in us so that we may live this life for others. The one who gave his life for us dwells within us. So we're not selfish. We're, we're sacrificial. We're not just takers. We are givers. Philippians 2, 3 says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. In fact, when I look at the first century believers and what the early church in the book of Acts, what they went through, uh, they faced extraordinary persecution, right? Uh, they would, they, you trust Christ, you'd lose your home, you could lose your family, you could lose your life. And, and they survived this, they lived this life, and they did it by faith. 
But let me tell you what they weren't doing. These early believers who could lose their homes, lose their families, they could lose their everything. They didn't run to the Jerusalem Walmart and buy all the toilet paper. Right? They didn't go buy a hundred case pack of hand sanitizer, whatever it is. Let me tell you what they did. Look in Acts 2, verse 44, he says, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. They weren't selfish. They weren't takers. They were givers. They weren't rushing just to take care of their little circle. They were concerned about everybody else. And so what I hope you understand is that in the next few weeks, the next few months, we're going to have more opportunities as a church family for generosity in the name of Jesus than any other time in our life, probably, right? We're going to have more opportunities to express the generosity of Christ than ever before. And we need to embrace that. I mean, that you, you may have something that somebody else needs and you recognize that God has blessed you with that so that you can give that to someone else. I mean, even in the church during this time when we're meeting online, um, it doesn't mean that we stop giving to the church our tithes and offerings, right? Guys, we've got, you can give online, you can mail in your, your tithes, your offerings to the church. Giving is still part of worship that God has called us to do it. Right. But not just in you and not just materially, but also spiritually, because if you are a believer, listen, you are the church and church has not been canceled. You are the church every single day where you can wake up and say, God, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I've got church right here, right now that we pray, that we study God's word, that we seek his face. We lift up his name. We praise him for what he's given us. Why? Because we are the church. We're not just a once a week gather together every now and then thing. No, we are the body of Christ living in a daily faith that shines uh, brighter and went the darker that it gets. Listen, you might shut the doors of the church, right? You might shut the doors of our church, but you cannot shut down our faith. You cannot shut down our faith. And we are people of faith and we are givers and not takers. We're going to preach the gospel. We'll take it online. We'll even take it outside. We'll do what other people are unwilling to do to reach people far from God. Why? Because God has called us to do it. Guys, next Sunday, we're going to try to have a drive-in church. You're going to be able to come to Grace and park, and we're going to have a stage set up. We're going to have worship and preaching, and you're going to be able to tune in your radio to a radio station and listen to all of it in your car and see it in front of you. Why? Because in these days, more than ever, we're going to have to be creative in how we get together and how we minister to others. We're not going to stop preaching the gospel. We're not going to stop making much of Jesus. And I'm talking about you and I'm talking about me, right? It's we because we are the church. We're not going to stop and we're not going to give up. We're not throwing in the towel. God is calling us to minister in our communities right now more than ever before. And he has given us everything we need to step up to the challenge. Who are we, man? We are people of faith. We're givers. We're not just takers. The number three, we're going to let our light shine. We're going to let our light shine. Jesus said this in Matthew 5, verse 14. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. 
You are a light. Let it shine. Don't hide it, especially in these dark times, right? Because during these days, I was talking to Scott earlier, and just this week, he I think he said he had three or four gospel conversations this week because of everything that's going on. And people are looking for hope, and they're looking for answers. The good news is that God has called you to be a hope dealer. You're not a drug dealer. You're a hope dealer. You're a light shiner. You're a love giver, right? You're people of faith. You're not takers. You are givers that's your calling listen the church of the love of jesus christ is more contagious than the coronavirus or anything else this world has to offer and when you offer the love of christ this world is going to respond whenever the world grows darker the light grows brighter so what are we we're hope dealers we're light shiners we're love givers right that's what we are we are the body of christ even if we're not gathered in one location right now we don't hide our light man we're gonna let it shine i heard the preacher the other day share several bible verses that have the word not in it things that god tells us hey uh, this is who you are this is not who you are right because we're not of this world we don't think like everybody else thinks we don't do things like the world does things right and so uh, i want to share some of these verses that that pastor had shared luke chapter 2 verse 10 says do not be afraid for behold i bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. Jesus said that the reason why he came in Mark 2, 17, he said, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In Matthew 4, verse 4, he says, uh, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 6, verse 34, he said, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And we've got the good news. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. Galatians 6, verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Why? 2 Peter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6 says, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Come here, kitty. Come here. I was going to be nice to a cat so I could prove to you people that even though I hate cats, I can be nice to a cat. So what does this mean for us? It means that we're not going. We're not. We're not going to stop sharing. We're uh, we're not going to stop sharing. We're not going to stop giving. We're not going to stop worshiping. We're not going to stop praising. We're not going to stop praying. We're going to do all this. We can't stop. We won't stop. We're not ashamed of the gospel and its power to save lives. Why? Because we're not of this world and we're not living in fear. Second Corinthians chapter four verse eight says, "We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed." We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested 
in our body. And it's because of what he's done, because of his power, because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of his great love, because of his truth, because of his presence. He's never going to leave us and he'll never forsake us. And that's why we know that we don't have to be afraid. We are the body of Christ and we're going to let that light shine. God has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. He is with you and he will be with you forever. Who are we? Grace Baptist Church, who are we? We are people of faith, not fear. We are givers, not takers. And we're hope dealers, love givers, and light shiners. And you can do everything that God has called you to do uh, during these difficult days. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word, God. God, we pray for healing. We pray for protection. Lord, we pray for just wisdom and understanding. Lord, we pray for a vaccine. We pray for our leaders who are making decisions. God, we pray for our church that even when the world grows darker, that your light would shine brighter. Listen, guys, if you're listening to this right now, maybe you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The gospel says this in John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What does that mean? It means that God loves you and that he cares about you and he's done everything necessary for you to know him and for him to save you, right? The truth is that we're all sinners, man. We all fall short. None of us ha have it figured out. None of us are perfect, but Jesus was perfect for us. All of us have told lies. We've, we've taken things that don't belong to us. We've used God's name in unworthy manners. We've, uh, Jesus says, look at a woman with lust. You commit adultery with her in your heart. We've all sinned. And the Bible says that, uh, that because of our sin, it separates us from God. But the good news is that he loves you so much that despite that sin barrier, that sin separation, that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, the perfect lamb of God, to uh, be that perfect sacrifice for your sins. And so that he can save you and redeem you uh, forever and ever. Why don't you trust him right now? Have you trusted him? Have you trusted Christ to save you? Why don't you pray right now, right where you're at? Right where you're at, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've seen or where you've been right now, you can simply, in your heart, humble yourself before God and simply say, Father God, tell him, say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I've sinned. I've sinned so much. I've done so much. God, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm turning from my sin and I'm turning to Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Listen, you ask him to save you. You pray and call on his name. I promise you, according to the word of God, it says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Did you call on him? Listen, I would love for you to comment below or send us a message so we can be praying for you and encourage you want to do further. But I just want you to encourage you, man. Trust Jesus. He is the hope that you're looking for. Listen, guys, we're going to close with some worship with Scott Diffie right now. God bless you guys.